Hi, this is Deep and this is Simar. You are listening to Glamour and Purpose podcast. So welcome. Hi everyone. This is Simar Gilmukala and I'm Deep Gil. So today we have a very special guest here with us, Carmen Marshall. So Carmen is a business and lifestyle coach. She has been the top income earner in two network marketing companies. She also has seven other uh, successful traditional businesses in health and wellness industry as well. And so she's a real expert in health, wellness, business, and lifestyle. So today we decided to interview her because she is she's had over 20 years of experience in these areas and we started working with Carmen in 2018 October so ever since we started working with her we've had tremendous success in our business our lifestyle so it's really helped us completely transform our life so welcome Carmen Marshall (laughs) thank you so much Samar and Deep I'm so happy to be here and I had the pleasure of meeting you both in person because of course we've been working online together. And I had the pleasure of meeting you in Bali, one of my favorite places in the whole world, which was so, so wonderful. So really great to see you both again. Thank, Thank you. you and welcome. <laughs> All right, let's get started. So Carmen, what does soul money mean to you? Mm, such a good question. So. It's actually something that's really near and dear to my heart because my business is called Soulcraft, and it's all about crafting your life very soulfully, but also very intentionally. So it's the idea that we can live this soulful life, but we can't just go up into a mountain and meditate and think it's just going to happen. We actually have to craft it. So just like our lives and our business, the same thing with money, it has to be very intentional. I really believe that when we're making money, it needs to be something that really helps other people because that's how we can get paid when we focus on really being of service and providing solutions for people. And we can do it soulfully, but very intentionally. So we want to craft our money. So when you talk about soul money, I really think it needs to be for me, and this is what I teach that our businesses need to be centered around what we love and then also finding how we can be of service and how we can actually be a, a um, solution finder for people. And when you do that, you will always make money. So it's, it's, you can do it soulfully and you can be you know, very genuinely wealthy, but you can still do it with soul. And I, I think that's very important in the world today because there's still this schism of you can be spiritual, but you shouldn't have money. Or if you have money, you're not spiritual. And I'm all about that we need to have the world more. So for example, if I wanted to open up in an orphanage in Africa or in Bali, I would need to have money to do that. And so that's why I'm a big believer of teaching people how to make money congruently with soul and that money is good. It's just what we use it for and the people behind it that makes money either good or bad. But if we use it for good things, money is very, very good. Yeah, that is so true. And that's, that's like a breakthrough <laughs> that I've had personally in my life after working with you as well. So definitely agree with that. So you've got, uh, you know, quite a few different successful traditional businesses, right? Why did you choose network marketing then? Mm, it's a really good question. So 
first of all, I think it's so important for people to have their own business and not everyone wants to, you know, some people love their, their nine to five job, or let's say they're a doctor and they just love that, you know, and, and so I guess not everyone needs to have their own business, but if you have that spark that you want to have your own thing, I really believe in helping people have their own business, but there's something very unique about network marketing versus traditional business. So with network marketing, you can set up passive or residual income. And it doesn't mean that passive income means that you don't do any work. You definitely do work. But once you make that sale one time, if it's a consumable product, you will get paid over and over, as long as it's a product that makes a difference in people's lives. So that's why I'm such a believer in network marketing, because it helps us set up residual income. We do the sale one time. And then, and this is why it's so important to do it soulfully and do it ethically. If people are getting results from a product, they'll continue to buy it. But you only did that sale one time, yet you get a commission every single month that the person is using that. So when I look at my businesses, many different things, I, I hold retreats. And so I can put all this work into retreats and I love it. I absolutely love it. But I do a retreat maybe once a year and it's a lot of work for just a small injection of cash. So I wouldn't trade, trade that, it's, it's very much part of my brand. But when I compare that to say my network marketing business, I've done the work and I keep getting paid month over month over month. So I think it's really wise if you are in the, the wellness industry, if you are a life coach, if you are a massage therapist, you're a doctor, anything where you are paid by the hour, and there's only so many hours you can work and there's only so much you can charge, it's really good to consider having a network marketing product infused into your business because then you can get that residual income. And that allows you, like me, to do the things that I really love, like teach dance or do retreats that aren't really good money makers, but I love doing them. But because I have network marketing products infused into all my programs, that provides the residual income. So I've really worked with over the years, specifically fitness instructors, wellness practitioners, massage therapists, Reiki practitioners, all of these beautiful um, service-based industries that love what they do, but they're not making enough money. And so network marketing is a way to marry doing what you love and still having a, a residual income. Again, it's not a get-rich-quick scheme. You have to put in the work. But when I look at all of my businesses, <laughs> it's the network marketing that have produced the most ongoing income. And then that is what allowed me to fund other businesses. Like my nutrition bar business was funded by my network marketing income. Our online gift company was funded we didn't have to take out loans or anything was funded by the income from my network marketing company. So that's the other thing I think it's really good for if you have something that you love doing, but you need to have extra income or there's another business that you want to develop, but you don't have the income to do it. And when you take out business loans, it can be very pricey because of the interest. So network marketing can also give you the funds to start other things that you love your passion businesses. That's, that's really, really good. Thank you so much. Yeah, especially yeah, as you said about building consistently and actually putting in the work. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it doesn't mean... Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead, Samar. It definitely takes work. It is a business, I think. and uh, But it's, it's so worth it when you really, you know, make it grow. Yeah, absolutely. And any, anything, any business that you really treat as a business is going to be work. But the beautiful thing about network marketing is you put in that work and it keeps coming in. So again, it's never to say it's not work. Like 
But I have to say this. So network marketing to me was less work than a nine to five job because a nine to five job I hated. <laughs> so, you know, and it, it, I shouldn't say less work. Let me rephrase it. It was more work, but it was worth it. You know, I'd ra much rather be building my own business. And even if I'm working hard, it's something that I'm setting up. But I came to discover all these passion businesses that I've set up from the income from my network marketing company, they're actually much harder to do than network marketing. Because as soon as you are now responsible, for example, Sacred Lotus Love, our online gift company, we have to design the products. So we have to find the manufacturers. There's issues with the manufacturers that we then have to get it to a distribution center. So you have all those costs. You then have to figure out how to market it. So there's all these things that make it so much more difficult than a network marketing company. So it's interesting that to me, network marketing was easier than a nine to five job because I was enjoying it more, but it was more work than a nine to five job for sure. But now that I'm also doing other things, network marketing is so much easier. <laughs> so I think again, everyone move, if, if you have the desire, to have your own business and create financial freedom, network marketing is such a good option. And then it will help prepare you if you want to do these other passion businesses, but they're actually harder than network marketing. <laughs> and they take a lot more money. <laughs> oh. So true. <laughs> okay, I have another question. Why do you think it's important to build an online brand? Ooh, really, really important. So. I think in today's world, we need to be online, but just like network marketing or anything worthwhile, our health or relationships or fitness, it takes time. So it, when you're building online, you don't want to think, oh, I'm going to become the next number one blogger or the next number one website or because it just takes time. Anything good takes time. But we need to be online because that's where the world is headed. So what I always teach is you don't have to be number one. It's just like, you know, like, Avis as a car company was like number two or number three. It didn't think, oh, I've got to be the number one car company in the world. It's the same thing with us. We don't, think, we don't have to think our brand has to be the number one brand in the world, but we can make a real difference by getting out there with things that we believe in. And we do have to go online. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to be on Twitter and, and Instagram and, and Facebook and do all these things. You can just focus on a few things that you like. But when you build your business online, you can reach more people and affect many more and become scalable. Unlike if you're just a coach doing in-person stuff, you're, you're gonna run out of time eventually and you're also not gonna be able to reach enough people. So that's why we do wanna go online. And when we say brand, I think people can get scared of thinking, oh, I've gotta be like Nike. It's not, not like that at all. You just have to have your brand where people know what you're about. And what I mean by that is I always teach, just, just think of three things that you love and that you want to be known for. So say for me, it's always business and money, health and wellness, and life design. Like those are always my three things. And so I tell people, you could just choose one. The most you want to choose is three. And then that's, that's your brand. People start to know you for the things that you're passionate about. So yeah, even before we even probably think of brand, we just want to think of getting our business online so that it's more scalable, we can reach more people. Uh, you'll, you'll also, you obviously make more money because you're reaching more people. And then we want to think about our brand as a, you know, what do we want to stand for? Yeah. And then that's very connected to our purpose as well. It's not about necessarily being famous or anything like that. It's just like, what do I stand for? Like, what do I believe in? And when you get that out in your brand online, people will start taking notice. 
So it's, it's kind of, it's, it's wonderful. Like, I think the Kim Kardashians of the world kind of ruined it for a lot of people because they thought, oh, I just have to be famous. But we don't have to be famous. We just have to make a stand for what we believe in. And that will gain traction. And then over time, that's how your brand gets built. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So do you think that money and health are related? And if so, why and how? Mm, that is such a great question. Yes, absolutely. So, and we can think about it even just really tangibly that if we're stressed about money, that impacts our health. So if we're like worried, okay, if I'm not going to have enough money to make ends meet, to pay my mortgage, all of that, that's going to cause stress, which we now know stress is like worse. I mean, not worse than smoking, but it can be just as detrimental as smoking. Yeah. So number one, there's that. Number two, if we don't have money, we also don't have time to take more vacations or practice self-care, have a massage, all take fitness classes, you know, eat well, because yeah. eating well actually costs more money than eating poorly. You can go and eat at McDonald's for nothing, you know, but if you, I'm sure the, there's a, the equivalent in Jakarta in the U.S. and Canada, Whole Foods, Foods is very expensive, but it's much healthier. Yes, absolutely. So we need the money to actually be able to live, live healthily. Yeah. And it's my belief when we, when we reframe our relationship with money, that money is actually good. Actually, let me take that back. Money is actually neutral. Okay. So it's just energy. It's what we do with money and it's the intent behind it that makes it good or bad. But when we change our relationship with money and realize it's neutral, we can use it for what we want. And we focus our business around our passions and what we love doing and helping other people. Money starts coming in. We don't have to worry about money. We can take care of ourselves better. We can take care of our family better. So say moms, for example, they can feed their children better. So it's, it's so linked to health. And then the, the other thing is to think about that um, it's the world, if we look at nature, it's so abundant, you know, like there's just a plethora of everything. And the same thing with our money, everyone I believe should have an abundance of money. And we can help the homeless, we can help the people who need food, not by being poor ourselves. <laughs> we can help them by having money that we can then teach them how to farm. We can teach them how to have their own businesses, et cetera. What I love is like the lending com companies out there that take part of the money and go to a, a village in Bali and teach the women how to have a business. And that all takes money. So, and that's all, all again, related to health. And it all goes back to even as simplistic as if we feel good in our life, we will be better at our business. We will be better partners. We will be better mothers. So it all actually goes back to that very base level and you need to have money to truly be healthy actually. It's very rare that someone that is poor that can be healthy. You know, it's just, and that's, that's the state of the world, not just in poor countries, but even in America as well. Yeah, that's so true. They are so deeply linked together that it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah I have the same yeah. experience. Like when yeah, I focusing on my business, I had started to lose my health. And then I was like, oh my God. And then if you're focusing only on health, then it's like, of course, you can't focus on the business unless you're healthy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one yeah, thing. Yeah, and to look. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Sorry, just a little bit of a time lag, so don't mean, mean to interrupt you. It's, um, you know, that's been part of the challenge in the world that we really separated things. 
So we separated like spirituality from money or we separated health from money or we separated, you know, our wellness from thinking we have to work hard. But when we, when we put it all together, which I know you guys are a great example because going through my course, you really focused on growing your business in a different way and, and practicing self-care. And it just took off for you because, you know, you, you no longer believe that you had to work till midnight every night. You know, you can actually do a business and be very successful and still take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So how did this become your value? Like having that health, life, money balance? Mm. You know, I think I was really lucky. My mom was always really into health. We had our, she grew our own food. She, you know, made our bread. Like all, all it was kind of that era where a lot of moms did that. So, and she always really practiced like whole food and taking care of yourself and, and really like nutrition from inside out. She wasn't a nutritionist. She just always kind of taught us that. So I think that I had that as a foundation. And um, even as, you know, simple little things like she used to always do aerobics. So I grew up like loving to actually exercise. So I think that was the start of it. Um, but then my first network marketing company, which was really my first company when I was 27, because I had, had started working for somebody else, thought it was my dream job, realized I was working really hard to make someone else wealthy, <laughs> then started to look for my own business because I knew that would be the way to wealth, couldn't afford anything, you know, like it, it didn't come from a wealthy family. A friend encouraged me to look at network marketing, which I never thought I would. But then when I looked at it, I was like, this is amazing. Why isn't everyone doing it? So I got started. That particular company was personal development. So really life design. And I loved it. Like I learned so much, like, especially because I came from a religious background. So a very religious background. My, my father was a minister. So to go from that to thinking, wow, I can actually design my life was like transformational. But once I actually sold that company and started looking for another company, I realized I love the life design, but I want to bring in the health and I want to bring in the relationships and this whole way of how I want to live my life. And um, can you see one of the kitties in the background? <laughs> it's so hard to always keep them out of videos. And I, I wanted to teach, and I think a lot of us do this, we teach what we want to learn. So when I was about probably 29, 30, I was like, I want to develop a business where I'm teaching life design, I'm teaching money, I'm teaching health, because that's the balance I want in my life. And so really that's where it came from. It's what I wanted. So I thought, well, if I want it, why not help other people get the very same thing that I want to? Yeah, that's awesome. It's, it's amazing how our, our life experiences can really shape the way that we do things in life and yeah. the choices we make. So if you, yeah, it's quite interesting. Yeah. No, go ahead. So if you could start your journey again, is there anything that you would change? Mm, that's a that's an interesting question. If I could start it again, you know, the only thing I I wish, but maybe I would view business differently now. So when I was at university, I was an English lit major. So I never in my wildest dreams ever thought I would build a business. Like it was not in my stream of consciousness at all. Um, so looking back, I kind of wish I had have taken business in in university. But I wonder if that would have impacted me to go more a traditional route rather than being open-minded to network marketing and other things. Because I think of as a dance teacher, 
I never danced when I was young. I came to dance when I was 27. And one of the reasons I'm a really good dance teacher is because I didn't grow up with dance. So I know where people stumble. So like a grapevine, a newbie is not going to know what a grapevine is or a pottery, you know, but so I can relate to that new person because I was there too. So if I had have taken business courses, maybe I wouldn't have gone this route anyway. So that's the only thing I've, I've sometimes thought, wow, I wish I had taken marketing and business when I was in university, but maybe that would have taken me down more like an IBM route or just not this more entrepreneurial route. So that's the only thing in hindsight, but it might not have helped me anyway. I think maybe a better question, I was just thinking of this now, would be what is one of the best things I've ever done? And I think that was being encouraged to actually do my own business and look at things that I was resisting. So for example, like network marketing, when my friend said, why don't you look at network marketing? My initial reaction was, there's no way. <laughs> and I don't know if you found this, but a lot of times when I really resist something, it's actually where I need to go. And that's a really good example that if my friend had, hadn't have gently encouraged me, well, Carmen, what do you know about network marketing? And it really stopped me in my tracks. I was like, actually, I don't know anything. It's just like some weird, I have this, this idea that it's bad. <laughs> I don't even know why. So when he challenged me to look at it, that's, it opened up this whole other world. So I, th I think probably to kind of turn that question around, I hadn't even thought of it till he asked me this. I think some of the best things have happened for me when it's been something I said no vehemently to, and then actually really looked at it and gave it a, gave it a, a second chance. Now that's different than intuition. You know how like we get that gut feeling that's not for me? Yeah. This is more like that vehement dogmatic response that we might have because of preconceptions. That's very different than a gut response. You know, your gut response is like usually right. But I'm talking about that dogmatic response that sometimes means we should take a closer look. Yeah, it's, it's like when you have some uh, beliefs about something and it's not even like the truth. For us, we got started with network marketing. We, we didn't even know what it was. We'd never heard about it. So I think like for us, there wasn't as much resistance at all, but yeah, we do find that sometimes, uh, you know, just having a belief around something and when you've heard people say things, it can have an impact on how you see things. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is like network marketing or Bitcoin or like anything that people get at an instant. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. And I think it's really, you know, even in today's world where we're so polarized, you know, with like what we think and what we believe that sometimes it's just good to think, I really believe this. Maybe I should just look at the other side just to even understand it. It doesn't mean we have to change, but I think it's really good to try to keep understanding because oftentimes too, we're just, we're wrong, you know? <laughs> Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> Even I hate to admit that, but I'm wrong too sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, I have this last question for you. What advice do you have for people that are just getting started in their business, like in their network marketing business? Okay, really great question. And this, this is probably similar to any business, but I think I'll keep it really focused into, into network marketing. So I think... The thing is to realize it takes about two years to really get any traction that, ma that really matters. 
So in your first couple of years, you'll have successes, you'll have times that you want to quit, but it's really after that two-year mark that you just want to hold on to after two years because there's so much growth in those first two years. I saw it in my network marketing business. I saw it in Sacred Lotus Love, our online gift company. We almost stopped it before Christmas last year because that was right before our two-year mark. Then we literally had the best from, um, uh, not Prime Day, November 15th to January 15th. So I think that's two months. Is that two months? Yeah, two months. Like blew our business out of the water. And we almost quit. Like we almost threw in the towel. But instead, like we had this stellar year and it's the same thing with network marketing. For me, my shift came about a year and three quarters, almost two years into it. And for this first year and three quarters, there were so many, like probably every month I wanted to quit. Now, it wasn't that all the time there was highs, there was lows, but there's definitely every month, I'm out of here. <laughs> but it's just because it's just, there's a learning curve, you know, and it's, it's, you know, the universe testing us, whatever, like, are you sure you really want this? And I'm so glad that network marketing I stuck with, you know, both those companies. It wasn't just I did that first company and then I went to the second one and it was, it was actually the second one that I'm talking about. I had my breakthrough a year and three quarters into it. And then again, with our online gift company, the same thing. So I think be prepared for two years of really learning everything that you can. Find a, uh, what's well, really nice, what I love network marketing uh, one of the most things for is that you usually have mentors in your upline that can really coach you and they have a vested interest to make sure you're successful. So your mentors aren't in competition with you. They actually want you to be successful. But I think finding people that you really resonate with how they do business and how they live their life. And that's, that's really important. I always looked for even in network marketing, who do I really respect and want my life and my business to be like? And then I would ask them, I would buy if they had little courses or an ebook, you know, so I could learn from them. And that can help fast track your success as well. But there's definitely a learning curve in those first two years, no matter what you do. You know, and even you think relationships, like I think of like my current partner and I, we've been together four years and it probably took us about two years to just kind of navigate, you know, living with each other. And so I think that two year mark is, is really special. Yeah. And then I think it's the fourth year in network marketing that you really start to see the, the, income where you're like, okay, I'm never going to, you know, turn my back on this. Um, so that, but most people quit like in the first three months. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is so yeah. true. I mean, so two years yeah. is the secret formula. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really think so. But not just in network marketing, in, in anything that you do. Yeah. It's just, it just takes that time to understand it, to, um, to just, to just give things time to be able to work out. Because e even if you're learning, for example, Facebook ads, or you're learning any type of marketing, it takes time. But a lot of people, because we've been used to a nine to five job, we don't have the wherewithal to last through that. Now, if you look at investors or, and people who have done a lot of business, they know that, you know, but I didn't know that coming from the nine to five world as well. I had to learn that. So that's if you, and this, this is a book that everyone should read is Robert Kiyosaki's The Perfect Business or um, Robert Kiyosaki's The Cashflow Quadrant, any of Robert Kiyosaki's books. But he really talks about the four quadrants that you have to go from the nine to five mindset. You don't want to get stuck in the, the self-employed where you're always like a massage therapist. You're always in your, your, your business working. You want to get over to the business owner side where you're working on your business and then eventually the investor 
So you want to be the business owner and the investor, not the nine to five. And, the, and that, that journey takes time to get us out of that nine to five mindset. Because you think in nine to five, like we're living for our vacation. We're living for the weekends. When you're building your own business, a lot of times you're working on the weekends. As you know, I always promote, take one day off. You've got to have one day off. Like, absolutely. And the beautiful thing about network marketing is, is even if we're working at weird hours, we can go to the gym. We can go to the supermarket when we want. So it's very flexible. But it just, yeah, it takes two years. But anything worthwhile takes time. And I, like, I think of all my businesses I love, but I'm so glad I did network marketing because I wouldn't have had the money to have the lifestyle or to fund these other businesses. It all came from network marketing. Yeah. And you have a pretty amazing lifestyle too. You get to live in <laughs> Maui and Bali and a few other places. <laughs> wow. Yes. And that was, you know, that's probably to answer Deep's question. Probably the third thing is to be really clear on why you want to do your network marketing business. And for me, it was financial freedom initially. Secondly, I wanted to do what I loved every day. So that's why I wanted to teach health and business and life design. And thirdly, I wanted to live around the world. And so not just as a tourist, but to live in Maui, live in Bali, live in Australia. And so network, I was always very clear, this is what I want to do this for. And then that's why I'm able to live in these different countries. Then about in 2010, so almost 10 years ago is when I realized I need to take my business online. And so I took it 80% online in 2011. And that's what allowed me to start living around the world as well. So this is the other, the other neat thing too, is that as you're going along, getting better and better at what you do, new ideas will come to you. So when I started network marketing in, so when would that be around to 1997, 1998? It's 20 years now, so 1999, 1999. We, ne we didn't have, I mean, we had the internet, but we didn't have like it is now. So I never dreamed that I would be living around the world having online courses. Like no one had online courses 20 years ago. So this is the beautiful thing. Like you get started with your goals and your, your why. And then as you keep going along, getting better at what you do, becoming more of an expert in what you're doing, these new doors open, you know, like online courses have enabled me to live around the world as well. So I think the main thing is put your ladder up against the right wall which I really believe is having your own business and bringing residual income into it in some way. So that's kind of my two prerequisites. Have your own business, make sure you can set up residual income in that way. And then get very clear on why you want to do this and, and what is it for you. And then, that, that, and then be committed for at least two years you know, to, to have it happen. And what's the worst? The worst thing that's going to happen in two years is you're going to learn so much <laughs> like my university education was really good and I'm so glad because I was able to travel a lot, but I learned everything through my businesses, really. You know, my English lit major didn't really teach me much. <laughs> I still think people should go to university, but you know, that, that just opens your mind. You know, it's, I think it's crucial, but I learned everything through my businesses. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, even for us, uh, just, when I, from the time that we started building our business until now, I think we've learned so much yeah. about, yeah. you know, how to create our life, how to deal with people, how, everything. 
you know, I, I don't think yeah. we would be the same person that we are now. Yeah. If not for our business. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And for women, it's really, and I know you have a lot of men, obviously, in your tribe as well. Um, so I don't want to exclude men in this at all. But I think for women, it's really important that we know how to manage our money, you know, and we know how to create money. And it's just, it's just so important in today's world. Because also, you've probably heard this, that women outlive men so much more. And that some of the, sometimes when the, male, the men die early, the woman doesn't know anything about finances. You know, so, and that's, that's way down the line. But just even now, I think it's really important for women to totally understand their financial situation and be able to create it. You know, that's, that's something that's very empowering. And we need to teach our children that too. Yeah, yeah, that is so important. And yeah. there is always like the culture that we are from. There's this thing that okay, the guy is the provider, arrange the money and all of that. So it takes that's also mindset. I think it's a belief that okay, somebody else has to could be better at doing this than me. Probably guy. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, and it's it's you know it's kind of nice too for the guy. Like, it's nice because we're getting to the stage where things are more equal between men and women. And it's nice. I remember my first husband being so stressed out about the finances. You know, he just took care of it. You know, and it wasn't even in, because that goes back like 25 years ago. And so it wasn't even, because I grew up that in that way too, the man took care of the finances. So if I had been able to help him with that, that would have been great for him too. It wasn't until I got divorced that I was like, wow, I've got to like figure out how to buy a car. I've got to figure out my mortgage. <laughs> but it was so, so good. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, you know, kids are going to learn from their parents. So if they see their mom really financially wise, that's, that's the best way that they learn. Yeah, that's so true. Well, thank you so much for, you know, being here with us and taking the time because we know that you're really busy as well. So it has been a real, real pleasure to have you here with us. Thank you so much. Oh, Thank you so much. Absolutely my pleasure. I love both of you and every interaction that I've had with you. So absolutely my pleasure. Have a beautiful evening in Jakarta, the rest of it. And I will talk to you both soon. And hello to all of your followers. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the Glamour and Purpose podcast. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Glamour and Purpose. You can also get our most popular lifestyle meal plan on our website at www.glamourandpurpose.com. And if you liked this episode, please leave us a review. We will see you on our next episode. Bye for now.